0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With
1: Sean and Andrew. A
0: podcast all about couples.
1: And the things they go through.
0: Today we have our favorite, Jana and Mike.
1: Jana Kramer and Mike Cawson. Um, This was an interesting episode, unique. Yes. One, because Jana and Mike just launched a book called The Good Fight, where they uh, write about all of their experiences, all of their arguments. Um, and it is the full spectrum of... Arguments. It's everything.
0: It's they talk so just so in depth about what it means to fight and to work through a relationship, which I think is a beautiful thing. It's also an interesting episode because us as couples and friends work through an argument that in an issue that we've been needing to work through and we do it live on the podcast for you. Well,
1: it's like a five day Old issue. It it's, is, it's but it's something issue.
0: that we needed to air out. And what better place than to do it here live to show you guys what it truly means to fight for not just your spouse, but your friendships as well.
1: Yeah, it was interesting timing because uh, this drama, I guess you could say, happened the day before their book release party uh, at their house. And so when this all happened, I was literally looking at their book called The Good Fight right here. And I was thinking, all right, these are friends that we've had for years. We care about them. We're thankful for them. And they've been um, good friends. So and what can worth, we do to fight for this?
0: And it's worth doing exactly what they claim in the book, which yeah. is claiming your baggage. Just fessing up to your mistakes and fighting for your friendship.
1: So if you don't know about Jana and Mike, uh, Jana is a country music artist. She's an actress and she does wonderful work. I love her music. Mike.
0: Um, My- Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Mike Mike is an NFL player, ex NFL player, and we kind of talk about our similar roles in supporting our wives and and them being in the limelight and the challenges that come with that, the good things that come with that. So I uh really enjoyed this conversation. So did I. And you can find more about Jan Mike and the show notes down below. We'll also link their book called The Good Fight. Um, it's worth reading, it's 200 pages get through it pretty quickly because uh, it's really well written. So um, before we begin this conversation, please, if you haven't, uh, let us know what you think of the show by rating it, um, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, and also subscribing to it if you want to hear more. Uh, We come out with weekly episodes and we hope you enjoy them enough to do that. So it helps us out and uh, we're thankful for that. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem solving skills with KiwiCo.
1: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at kiwico.com when you use code couple.
0: That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com promo code couple.
1: Do it with Jan and Mike. Jana and Mike, welcome to the show. Congrats on the huge day. This is the release day for your new book called The Good Fight. Congratulations.
2: Thank, thank you. guys. And thank you guys so much for, you know, you guys have an amazing quote that you guys put on the back of our book. So thank you for that too.
1: I was just about to say that the worst words written on this book are on the back cover (laughs) with our, with our names. No, no, no. That's
3: hilarious. No, seriously
2: though. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I
0: meant a lot. First question. I'm really curious about, um, your whole entire relationship is in this book. (laughs) I feel like you guys have put a lot of your life out there for the world to see and hear and judge and give feedback and, Love it or hate it. Now you put even more out there. What's the initial feedback been like? Have you been nervous for today? Has it been good? I
3: mean, so far, just the feedback we've gotten from people that have gotten it, I mean, has been amazing. Even someone DMed Janice saying, I'm already crying and I'm only at the Oh. <laughs> and, <it's, laughs> and so we're <laughs> like, you know, it, it's just little things like that, because that's what this whole book is about, is is relating to people, is allowing our audience and our readers not to feel alone in what they're doing
2: yeah and I think for us too it's like it's it's definitely hard to to read comments and um you know people say like oh our marriage is a disaster or it's a mess but at the same time I'm almost like now that this book is out I'm like you can think whatever you want we put our heart and soul in this book so if you can't see the heart that we do have then I'm I I have nothing else to say I have nothing else to defend like I know we're not perfect I know we have our issues but there's nothing that I'm going to that I don't feel like I have to defend anymore or be like, no, no, get to know me. Cause I'm like, if you still don't like me from the, like the, the heart that I poured out and with my childhood and everything else that I put in the book, like I, I'm almost like, then fine. Then you don't like me and I'm okay with that.
3: Mm. Yeah. If someone doesn't like somebody for being open and vulnerable, then that's kind of, that's on Yeah, that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's a personal problem.
1: So I've been crushing through it on audible. Uh, just, I've had your voices in my head the whole morning. It's so great. <laughs> Good. Uh, so this is it's, it's <laughs> also <laughs> weird though, because we're pretty close friends and for, yeah. for us to be sitting here having like a quasi formal conversation yeah. um, and then listen it's to funny. you guys. But it's, it's cool because as friends, you're, you're in the moment with who you're with. So when we're with you guys, it's like, we're experiencing things with you, but it's so cool to hear how th- you guys have taken so much time. I think what a year and a half to write this book. To, to yeah. step back and, and think about how you've gotten to where you are has been amazingly powerful. So let me just jump to this paragraph. Oh, boy. Uh, oh,
2: no. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually, I, actually, I actually
1: did not know this about you guys, but this is okay. in the introduction. Uh, Mike says, Jana and I said, I love you after 10 days of knowing each other. We moved in after three months, bought a house after four months, engaged after six, and married at 11. Oh, yeah, and expecting our first kid at the one-year mark. So I... Did not know that you guys moved that quickly, but it does sound like a fairy tale.
2: Right?
3: Yeah. It, it started off that way. Definitely seemed like it. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, we had a little bumps in the very beginning, yeah. but from that bump on, it was like, yeah, it was like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll steam ahead. Like, let's go. And, mm-hmm. you know, where. Some of our conflict early on came with me being like, okay, like I'm, I don't want to play house. Like I'm 30 years old. I want to get married. I want to have kids. And like, you're either on the ship or you're not. And like, and I was
3: 27, <laughs> and when I moved down here, and you know, we bought this house together. I already, I owned a house already in Baltimore. So when we go 50 50 on the house that we bought here in Tennessee, and I'm thinking, I just moved my entire life to a different state. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time I'm even living with another female, let alone purchasing a house with somebody. And so in my mind, I'm like, that's clearly enough to show you that I'm serious. And then she's like, uh, are we gonna play house or are we gonna get married? I was like, and I even I even told her, I even told her, I was like, I could wait She's like, well, when do you want to wait? I was like, I can wait five years. And she's like, five years? And she was 30 <laughs> at the time, so.
2: I'm like, not happening. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm just, this is just not right for me then. Like, I love you, but no.
3: Wow. She's like, put a I... ring on it. If you like to put a ring on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious. The whole concept of fairy tale. Um, the whole concept of the podcast, whenever we interview people, you guys know this from the first time that we talked on this podcast, is I feel like society puts unrealistic standards on relationships. They say, if you don't do this and you don't do that, then it won't work. Mm -hmm. If you don't date this long, if you get engaged too early, if you get married at a young age or married at an older age, like it just isn't going to work and you're going to end up separated, which I think is ridiculous because Mm -hmm. I think every person in every relationship does everything differently and they can make it work. So I'm curious, this concept of fairy tale, couldn't you argue that you are living a fairy tale? Because people paint these pictures of fairy tales as they don't argue, everything's perfect, everything falls into place. But if someone truly seeks that, they're going to be miserable for the rest of their lives because it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what you think like a true fairy tale is, if you believe in it. And then what would you teach Jason Jolie, your babies, about mm. relationships and finding their person? Because should they seek out the actual fairy tale, you know,
2: for sure. I mean, what I kind of said in the book is that I feel like we're the modern fairy tale. So it's, it's not perfect, but the modern fairy tale is you're going to have issues. You're going to have struggles um, and it's okay. And you can get through it. And I think that's something that we're going to teach Jolie and Jace, just even how we parent and how we are in relationship with them, because you know, we don't do it perfectly. And it's about going back to them and apologizing and saying, Hey, we made a mistake and we shouldn't have yelled and we're really sorry. So I think it's just owning our own, um, uh, how should I say, like owning our, the fact that we're not perfect and that we are human and have some humility in it and just you know say you're sorry. And I think that just shows them that that's, that's healthy conflict resolution as opposed to just hiding it and everything's perfect and people will never fight.
3: I think, Sean, great question by the way. Because that's a different question that we've been asked, in a sense of like, yeah. So I know it's hard being in the middle of the day after we've done press stuff all day, but (laughs) that's that's a really good one because no one's really talked about the, you know, how will we teach our kids around this stuff? And I like that idea because, you know, it's going to be hard. uh, uh, To be completely honest, it's going to be hard when Jason Jolie deal with heartache or Mm -hmm. deal with someone that's maybe hurt them or harmed them in a relationship, and they want to stay with them. Right. Because from the outside, looking in until you're in that scenario yourself, everyone would say, oh, I'll leave if they did this. Mm -hmm. I'll leave Mm -hmm. if they did that. But then if you see your child going through something and seeing them hurt by somebody, it's going to be really interesting when that day comes, because it's inevitable, right, for our kids that they're going to get hurt at some point emotionally. It's going to be interesting to see how Jan and I handle it, because we've lived through what we've lived through. So obviously, we're going to preach forgiveness. We're going to, you know, but at the same time, we want our babies to be protected. So that's going to be, I've never thought about it, honestly. So appreciate you asking that question.
1: What do you guys view as good about fighting? (laughs) An oxymoron to some extent.
2: I think it's good because it's, you know, we're fighting, we're fighting for each other. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of times in our relationship, it's, we've been fighting against each other. And we've made the other person be out to be the enemy. But now it's like, we're fighting for our relationship. We're fighting to change and grow. And, you know, just like the other, a uh, few weeks ago, it's like, this isn't working for me. Like this, we have to figure out a different way to, to, you know, have, um, conflict and, um, and do the work that we've preached in our book. And, you know, and, um, these are some things that I feel as I'm growing, I need more of. And just fighting, you know, to get to know each other again, and to try to figure out how our how our how have our needs changed, and what we need now as as we're evolving and as as we're growing and as we're learning new things about ourselves. So I think mm-hmm. it's important to fight for each other, and also you know just to fight in general for this relationship.
0: In writing this book, a lot of I mean everything you guys have talked about that has happened in your past, you're like we've worked through it. We've forgiven it. We're moving on to an
2: extent.
0: To an extent. Mm-hmm. How was writing a book for the past year and a half, opening up everything that you've gone through, reliving it, refilling it, trying to figure out a way to share it. How did that affect your relationship?
3: That was a, a back and forth thing. <laughs> you know, that was tough because we had, we had days where we are able to have some humor about it, where it's like, man, you know, we were such idiots in that moment. We can't believe, you know, we fought like that, or, or that's how it went. But there were a lot of triggering moments. There were a lot of, of of memories that were hurtful, that and wounds that we had to live through again. And days where we had to stop writing and working together because it was too triggering um, for either of us or both of us. It's, but that that was part of the healing process too, though. That was part of what made this book the book because it forced us to, to lean into those things and talk about them. And I had days personally where I know what, tra- what chapter, what topic we'd be working on and going into it in the back of my mind, I'm like, shit. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I know this stuff is going to come up. And, and, and I probably should have been more, uh, proactive on maybe addressing some of it and being and acknowledging the triggers around it, probably going into it.
2: I mean, I feel like we did the best we could. Yeah. Um, you know, if I could have done anything a little better, I think it would have been to not, um, <laughs> we learned not to actually work in the same room because we had more arguments about how loud I type as a person. So that is a
1: huge pet peeve of mine though. I Mike, type really yeah, and Andrew hates Dude, it's it. like, just, can you <laughs> do less? Andrew goes like this, yeah, like his just,
0: fingers barely move. I'm like. Oh my God! Yeah,
2: I, I guess I guess I'm an aggressive texter. He's like, or a uh, um, type where he's like, "Are you mad at your computer right now?" I was like, "No, I'm just. I'm really want to get this thought out." And mm. you know, and and I didn't like the way that he chewed um, his lunch. It was very loud, and so we, you know, that was that was the fun part of it too. Was just kind of figuring out his work schedule and how we mm. how we deal with work and, um, yeah, it was fun.
1: So a couple of things came to mind as I've been working through this book is one of The defining books of Sean and I's marriage is "The Meaning of Marriage" by Tim Tim Keller, and he talks about how your spouse is in such a unique position where their compliments and their criticisms cut or reward you way more deeply than someone on social media who doesn't know you, right? Because if if Sean says to me, "Hey, Andrew, you're not a very good listener," she's around me 24 seven and I know that. And so it's, it's like a, it's a tough thing to hear because I know that she is more aware of that part of me than anybody else. Um, you guys talk about how a a similar concept, the same concept, how fighting is kind of a derivative of like deeper knowing or deep understanding of your spouse. And like, it's a necessary part of growing together. Is that, Does that make it easy knowing that, or how how have you guys been able to work through still the frustrations of it?
3: Yeah. I mean, as you said, Andrew, like, you know, typically you should know your spouse or your your partner better than anybody else does. And so when you know so much about each other, it almost causes, again, I can speak on my personal experience, but it almost causes some more frustrations, or or maybe instigate some more fights because there's certain things Janna might say something, and I know her so well, and I'm like, I know that was passive. And even if I do my work and I say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm reading, you know, I'm reading a little energy from you. Was what you said passive? And she's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I have idea. a hard time accepting her truth that it wasn't right. because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know you so well. I know typically when you say. X, it <laughs> yeah. means Y and you are right. passive and you have some feelings, but I have to make the choice to trust her truth and mm-hmm. that she said it wasn't. And so to your point, it's like, be- because we know each other so well, fights are instigated because we assume that there's more to it than maybe there really is. And maybe Janet is t- just saying, no, there's nothing behind it, like no big deal.
0: But it- it's like-
3: hard because we know each other so well. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's what Andrew and I have been doing a lot of lately. And we we've talked about it, but the assuming part, because you get to a point in your relationship, like you said, where you're like, I know you, I know when something's wrong, but you have to sometimes realize that I know something is wrong with Andrew before he does. And Mm -hmm. it's like the next day will come around or a week later. And he's like, yeah, this was actually bothering me. I'm like, I know because you were answering and you had like the tone or whatever, but we always like you assume things about each other and 99% of the time start an argument because I just knew there was something or I probably caused something.
3: Jana has her time is <laughs> impeccable because I'll start to come around <laughs> on something in my head. I'll be like, you know, I'm starting to feel, and as soon as I'm starting to identify something that's going on with me, Jana will ask me, are you okay? Is anything wrong? And I'm like, how, how does she know? And I, and I, I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to share, but I also want to do it on my own time. So I'll be like, no, nah, I'm good. And I'll either come out with it later or I'll just push it back down, which isn't good. But it's like, to your point, Sean, she knows. Yeah. And I just need to give into that. And, just be and like,
0: then us yeah, girls wrong. get pissed because we're like, I know something we know. is wrong.
2: That's the thing. Like, you guys don't give us enough credit. Like, we remember <laughs> everything. We know what we said. We know how y'all act we know when you
3: what is answer that? differently
2: like it's just a woman thing like we just know we're that good like god gave us so many amazing features and that was one of them
3: and that's why i think we should have a woman president <laughs>
0: yes give
2: us a good candidate oh
0: please they would feel what's happening before it even happens right. <laughs> They'd be like, yes um okay something that we haven't talked about before like even mm-hmm. as friends and i'm wow. really curious it's something that stayed with me since I was on your guys' podcast back in LA. Wow. So when it comes to your relationship, Mike, former NFL, Jana, singer, actress, and huge past that you've been very open with with your ex boyfriend. Um ex husband. The I... abusive <laughs> Oh <which laughs> the abusive one?
3: one.
0: Yes. Well, so you talk a lot about identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious because Mike and I talked about this on your podcast the first time. Mike the- and Ike? Mike and Ike. Mike. He loves Mike and Ike by the way. It's one
1: of his. I freaking me. love Mike and Ike's <laughs> Anyway, sorry.
0: We talked about the obsessive um identity yeah. that comes with elite athletics. And we talked about how it's so easy to feel lost as a human being when you retire from athletics, because every thought feeling and emotion you had in your entire life was dedicated to football or for me gymnastics. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, Jana, I think the same thing goes with your profession with acting, with singing and with your ex-boyfriend. I'm interested. How has the identity of like trying to transition out of football trying to move past your ex-boyfriend and the identity that he gave you. How has that either stuck with you or helped you grow closer as a couple? Is it something still lingering that you work through? Because I know with Andrew and I, we talk through it all the time. An issue will come up and I'll be like, you know, this is baggage from gymnastics. And Mm -hmm. I still act this way. I still feel insecure. Mm -hmm. I still feel whatever. I'm interested and intrigued if that's affected you guys. Good question. Um,
2: I think so. I did a lot of work around um, my ex who was abusive. Um, I mean, gosh, I was 20 when 21 when we uh, broke up. So, I mean, I've been, and I'm 36, I've done. Now, I feel like my 20s were when I abused and, and um, I blamed a lot of my relationships on him, like, and how I was, like, I was, I played the victim and I, you know, I was gotten bad relationships. And so I just, and then it was 30 when I, you know, I did the work in the 20s, but in the 30s was really when I was like, okay, I have to like shed that. And I did a lot of EMDR work and, I did just a ton of work on myself. So when Mike and I have conflict now, there are times though, that, and you know, this is, we can all be this way at times, but there are times when Mike can be more verbally um, aggressive aggressive and Mm -hmm. can gaslight. And I will then get triggered because of the gaslight and the manipulation that I felt from that relationship. Now, Mm -hmm. does it, drive how i then react no because it's more so like the the trauma that this relationship has actually put more it's it's so hard like that i feel like almost like this trauma is even heavier than because it wasn't our relationship was so um it wasn't as long as this it wasn't as i mean yes he abused me it was awful and terrible but this you know this is this is the one i'm living in now and i feel like i've kind of buried that last one but there are emotions that do come up when I feel like I'm being gaslit or I feel like I'm being manipulated, um, or trapped. or trapped. Yeah. I'm very like, that's my thing now too. Like I'm, because you know, he was on top of me basically trying to kill me when I feel suffocated, when I feel like I'm pinned up against a wall, I will have a panic attack and I will fight for myself. Like I will fight him. I will fight like to stick up for myself. So yeah, that's definitely something that could has come up in this relationship.
3: Yeah. You know that that goes along with kind of what we talk about in the book of claiming your baggage and how, you know, your significant other and, and partner is responsible to an extent for c- helping you carry some of this baggage. And that's been something where over the course of our relationship, I've been able to be more mature about and, and holding that space for Janet because of her past. And I remember when Jana first told me when we were getting, you know, when we were. Together and close, and I moved down here to Nashville. You know, she was telling me more about that story, and that you know he was charged for attempted murder, and that seemed so severe. And I was in my mind, I was kind of questioning it. I questioned Jana, but just like I
2: can't believe you doubted, like you didn't believe. It's not every day
3: you hear. Yeah, my ex tried to murder me. So you know, <laughs> so I hear that. And then we were cleaning out the house that uh, Jana was renting when I first moved down here before we moved into our first house together. And I remember finding like court documents and it's saying like, you know, Mike so-and-so charged with murder against, you know, defendant Janet Kramer or whatever. And it was just like, from even at that moment, my, my responsibility as her boyfriend, even to hold some of that baggage for her and understand that she's going to have these traumatic triggers, you know, grew immensely. And it has continued to over time. And even now, I'm able to depersonalize some things because I know some some stuff goes even deeper than what I've done. That stuff that's been there for a very long time. Um, and then, in, ter- in terms of my transition, you know, you said Sean, we've talked a lot about this, and it's what sucks about it, and the biggest thing I wish I could do different is it's it's been incredibly unfair how much I took it out on Jana. Because I wasn't emotionally mature enough to handle that. And I didn't know where to go for help with it. And so I ran to the things that I would run to with my emotions my entire life, which was, you know, sex or acting out in that in that way. And I would blame Jana. I would almost i would literally make her feel bad for working her ass off. I'll make her feel bad for having to travel on the road and and do shows and concerts and, you know, doing all that she had to do. And I would just throw it in her face. Oh, it's always on Jana's timeline. We gotta do what Jana wants to do. Because I just, my identity was gone. I went from being my own business, my own entity to someone else's husband. At no fault of Jana's. By the blessing of Jana for loving me and and saying yes to when I asked her to marry me. So that's, I have, you know, disappointing memories about my old transition. I mean, Every athlete, no one handles it great, right? It's tough and it's something that lingers with you. But I just, that's one thing I wish I could go back and do differently because Gina tried so hard to be supportive. She was extreme, extremely supportive. And I took that away from her by blaming her.
1: Mike, we're in such similar positions where, I mean, <laughs> if you take our careers independently, they're pretty good careers, right?
0: They're incredible. And
1: I always thought that like, wow, I'm going to be the hot shot. But we have found ourselves in a supporting role for, you know, for the large part. And it is a continually humbling experience where it's like, all right, we have two dreams going parallel, like on a parallel timeline and we can only choose one. It probably makes more sense to go with Sean's, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, that's just, it's, I would not change it for the world because I know that I would probably be the, so prideful and arrogant and this has made me a better man, but it is hard. So I respect how you've done it. Um, I do have a question though. In a parallel universe, same, you, you're, you said six weeks into your relationship is when kind of you guys had a big argument uh, where some things were revealed. I won't share that. It's in the book. If you guys want to learn more listening, you'll have to buy the book, but uh, you had, (laughs) you, you had your kind of first large argument where Jana find found some things out about you. Would you rather, if you could her, not have found out about that Mm
3: -hmm.
1: or would you still choose to play things out like they have?
3: Man, what a question. That first initial one. I, Knowing what I know now about myself, being an addict, and now in recovery, you know, I, I can't say that if she never would have found out about that, that first incident, you know, six weeks into our into our relationship that I would have stopped. I mean, that would go against my belief of being an addict um, or knowing that I am one. But, you know, to, to alleviate the heartache that she felt, that both of us felt because we were so connected so early, would I want to live with that lie? No. But would I want to alleviate the pain when she thought this was something different? Yes. So I, man, that's a tough
2: question. But it would have made like, if I didn't know, I feel like just like hearing that it, if you know, when your affairs came out, when we were married, it would, at least it, I under then stood, I understood the first time because I never really understood it yeah, so you it, ma- it more made sense for sure. Knowing that like it was, if it, it like you had never cheated on me and then it just happened in the marriage, I'd have been like, well, what happened? Like, I don't understand. Mm. Like, you know?
3: Right. So it almost
2: like makes sense of the addiction.
3: No, it definitely. It shows the pattern a little mm. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Janice,
1: six weeks into a relationship, why stick around?
2: Mm. <laughs> Honestly, a few reasons. Number one, I've cheated before in past relationships and I didn't, there was a, this one person that hasn't forgiven me and it's always kind of sat with me and I would have loved forgiveness. Um, and B (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm 30. Like (laughs) I'm sick of dating.
3: Clock's ticking a little
1: bit. Clock's
2: ticking a a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't have another prospect.
1: (laughs) Jeez. Stop.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh
2: this, so she, uh, she settled
3: for your boy
1: yeah,
0: that, <laughs>
2: no i'm just uh, I'm, I'm being silly but at the same time yeah. I mean, i'm not gonna lie like those like those were things that did cross my mind like okay he's he's willing to change you know maybe this is his wake-up call and you know this could happen if i do dump him and it can any other guy can cheat on me again you know but he's mm-hmm. now willing to see the mistakes and so it's like that is wow. definitely something that i you know
1: that's actually amazing. That's like a huge point. Cause here's, I, I have friends now who are uh thirties and they're dating and they're, they're frustrated cause they can't find like the, the girl of their dreams. Right. And in my mind now being married for four years and Sean and I know each other well enough to know each other's mistakes. It's like whatever spectrum of ailments you have, whether it's loud typing or cheating, like, there's so many things that are wrong with people. Right. And you're not going to find someone who doesn't have something wrong with them. So it's cool. And you say it in the book, like it's a choice. You just make the choice. And that's the powerful thing about it.
0: Well, and I said this to you guys the first time you were on our podcast and I mean it, it's something I respect so much about you and your relationship is you aren't afraid to show the world that, It's okay to fight for a relationship. I feel like the entire world is filled with, especially right now, if it's not easy, people believe that, oh, it's just not supposed to be like, this just isn't supposed to be. And they leave when you've learned with like within a relationship that it's hard, like a relationship is hard and it's hard work and people make mistakes on whatever spectrum that is. And we always will. We're human beings. And if you don't learn early to fight for that, you'll never find someone. You will never find a relationship that you're happy with.
2: Yeah, and it'll go on to what we always say: it's um, you know, different cast, same story.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: yeah, it'll be different mm. person you're dating, it'll be the same story. Your same baggage, your same there's their baggage. It's just there's gonna be issues. There's no wow. perfect relationship.
1: I like that analogy a lot. Um, don't know if it's appropriate. I feel like it's worth saying. I feel like we are somewhat at a pivotal moment in our friendship because the relationships, you got to fight for all of them, yes. right? And I felt like, I first of all, I'm thankful you guys joined us on the show, but there was some drama that doesn't need to be said that I feel like <laughs> was worked out recently. And it was it was like really the first tangible example that we've had in a while of, hey, we could so easily... You know let this go under, wash under the bridge and be cordial with janna and mike and be fine but we're gonna go down to your book launch party and we're gonna (laughs) give you hugs and apologize in person and do what we can to fight so i hope that you know we are willing to fight for our friendship and we love you guys and so it, it was honestly like such a wild example of the title of this book the good fight I was like, wow, this is real.
2: Well, we love you guys. And that's, you know, the the thing with the book is like, we want people to fight for all types of relationships, you know? And so if you're not married, like there's so many lessons and tools that you can learn there, how to be a better friend, how to be a better, you know, sister and, um, you know, brother. Like, it's just, and, you know, I feel like because we're older and we have, you know, other friends and it's like, there's no point in just having those to me I and mean, you just surface like relationships, especially when you value them so much. So it's just to be able to communicate and express what your feelings are. And, and then, Hey, what have, what have we done wrong? Like, what can we do better at? And, you know, I pretty much blew your surprise birthday from being, you know, trying just, to be funny, but yet feelings were hurt. And it's like, you know, yeah. and I freaking blew you alls thing. And then our, then, you know, Sean and I are both like, I'm crying. I'm like, I can't talk to you right now. You know? And it's just like, and then I'm like, maybe they just don't like us anymore, babe. Like now I was like so upset. And I was in such deep, like depression that day. I was like, I lost friends.
0: Well, I will say, I, again, I, I tried to do, we connected on such a deep level. The first time we met and just talked Mm -hmm. like about everything. So openly. And I am not a confrontational person. I try to shy away from confrontation. I try to be like, oh, it's all good. I'm sorry. Bye. Um, I probably won't ever talk to you again because I (laughs) ruined it and I made a mistake. I'm just going to go hide under a rug. And I remember I made mistakes. I tried to overexert myself and overextend myself. I made mistakes. And I had the thought texting you because we were, I was trying to call you and I was trying to do that because I could keep myself better accountable. But I was texting Jana And I was like, I could so easily just say things in a sly way or kind of give a little lie here to just make my situation seem better and to, like, earn your forgiveness faster. And I was like, no, I need to own my crap and tell her what happened and ask for her forgiveness and see if I deserve that friendship anymore. And it ruined my day, too. I was like, oh, my God. I was like Andrew, I just lost our friends. I'm so sorry.
1: So are
2: we all good?
0: We're all good.
1: We're all good. We're all good. But I go ahead, Mike.
0: No, go
3: ahead, Andrew. Go ahead,
1: Andrew. And I'll go. Well, one thing that's interesting, I don't. By
0: the way, Andrew knew nothing of this. (laughs) He didn't know about any of it. He's like, "What's going on with Mike and Janet?" I was like, "I'm so sorry." Well, here's the deal. I
1: know that Sean is (laughs) it tends to act more when she's emotional than I do, and so I figured there was hurt words shared so anyway I do think Jana you just said something that's interesting and Sean falls prey to a similar mindset of oh I made a mistake they don't like us anymore so we're just gonna like give them space where I feel like there's so many missed opportunities for hey maybe actually Jana and Mike still want to be friends we just have to be the one reaching out and apologizing or reaching out and asking to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like where, as opposed to assuming that they don't want to have anything to do with us asking, right? I don't know. That was my thought.
3: No, you're totally on. And I think that's where, you know, women do so many more things better than men do so many more, but I think, I feel like just stereotypically an area where we may succeed at Andrew is this kind of, confrontational issue that we don't have to say it's the end of the world and change our number and run away. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Did Jana <laughs> talk about changing her number? <laughs> no. Okay. no. Yeah, yeah, I Jana jokes, about, that. About, Jana, Jana uh... jokes about, about doing that in the past. But, you know, for me, when, when Jana was like, you know, expressing the situation to me, you know, I was like, look, people make mistakes. It's one of those situations that sometimes you don't know how to manage until you're in it. And you just want to take the path of least resistance and and just get through a situation when it may seem uncomfortable. But for me, it's like we value y'all so much as people as our dear friends that I'm like that part of what we talk about too in the book is just having the grace of forgiveness. It's like, no friendship is going to be perfect. Someone's going to do something to piss the other off. That's just, that's what close friendships involve because Mm -hmm close friendships are like family, you know, and fa- everyone knows that you you fight and bicker with your family. It's just the family that you choose. So, you know, for me, I was just like, all right, this a situation that happened. Like you said, Andrew, that's, that's all that has to be done. And it's yeah. funny because Jana and a girlfriend of hers were talking about one of their friends, not talking crap, but just talking about scenario with one of their friends in a group chat. They're like, yeah, she didn't respond to what we said, but then she comes in and says something completely different. And, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why didn't y'all just call it out like why did not you just say something right like, well we shouldn't have to i was like in a guy chat we'd be like hey dickhead hey, i said dickhead. somebody <laughs> just respond to that first don't change the subject right. i mean that's just how simple guys can be sometimes and how complicated women can be at times but all in all like we love y'all that ain't never gonna change yeah you know what i mean so it's but we do appreciate how y'all handled it and
2: sean it was my fault. I'm the one that ruined your party. Nah,
3: it's true. <laughs> no,
2: because I had hurt feelings not being invited.
1: <laughs> hey, what what is uh what's chapter chapter one? Claim your baggage. So we definitely have some of that as well. Jana. Can we
2: please get together soon?
1: Yes. Uh. Anyway, I just feel like that was worth saying because it's hard to find friends who are capable of understanding each other at such the level that we are able to, just given the context and careers and whatever. So. Anyway, (laughs) we're good. We love you, and uh, yeah, I am thankful for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We are thankful for (laughs) you and the TV
0: that is sitting on your lap. I think yeah, TV. It looks massive. It looks Uh, weird.
2: But I
3: think your listeners and your viewers should should pay attention to that though, because this book deals with just relationships in general. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a romantic relationship. It can be things that, you know, you, you deal with like this, like confrontation with friends, like uncomfortable situations with friends that you need to deal with. So,
0: I Andrew cool And I that. have talked about that a lot though with friends and, and to anybody listening, I'm sure you can think back to like friendships where there are a lot of times with certain friends that you have where all of a sudden you start believing in separate things or doing separate things that you don't agree with. And everybody, for some reason, seems so afraid to talk about it that Mm -hmm. you're just like, I'm just going to let that friend go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of digging up dirt and actually confronting someone and working through it. I think there's a value that you do for your like or something that you do within the relationship of your significant other that you fail to do with friends sometimes that I think is really important that.
2: It I, is so important. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where, you know, when Sean, when I texted you too, it's mm. like, because of my personality and you saw me the other day, if I hurt someone's feelings, I just, I shell up. I take it so personal. Yeah. I'm in a closet and I shut the door for weeks. And it's like, and then that yep. friendship goes away um and so that's same I like, okay, yeah. so when I'm you said gonna... it, I
0: heard your feelings I was like oh my god I'm going to go hide in the closet <laughs> I know well that's what I was like well I'm just gonna
2: tell her because I love her I'm gonna accept my my feelings said, if not I'm just gonna close the door and I'm never gonna like we're never that's gonna great them
1: again. I love like, that which
0: but... thank you for because I needed <laughs> and I did not want to lose you guys as friends and I deserve mm-hmm. that and I own my crap and my baggage and, and I own my yes. sorry and I love you I'm sorry, I love you too. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Couples therapy. But friends therapy. And friend, friend therapy.
1: I don't know if you guys found this true, but there's a book I, re- I read, 30 Lessons on Living, where it talks about mm-hmm. how anytime there's a conflict in a relationship that you want to mend, mend it as soon yeah. as you can. Because yep. it is so true what Sean was saying. We're like, say Sean and I get in an argument. And I go and talk to my boys about, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? She did this. And they'll be like, wow, I can't believe she did that. Like, you got to do this back. And then you start, it's like an echo chamber of, oh, yeah, she's so wrong. And then you start believing that. And then it just widens the gap, right? And then you
0: bring up a, a, a topic or an issue in an argument a week later, a month later, a year later. And all of a sudden, it's this huge monumental thing that could have been mended immediately.
1: Or you yeah. don't talk to each other. Like, Sean didn't talk to Nastia for eight years because... <laughs> they had some dumb qualm that ended up being like, oh, yeah, wait, we actually don't care. So it was like,
3: wow, we
2: should have about
0: that. I was the next, that. the next nausea. You were the next nausea. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have
3: allowed that. I'd be like, Andrew, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> <Or> why? <laughs> oh, uh, we... showed up at your doorstep. Oh,
2: wow, that's crazy. Um, I didn't know that, that you What was it?
0: So it was a lot, and it wasn't just one thing, but it was basically mm-hmm. we were best friends at the Olympics and then competed against each other. Mm. and at 16, the entire world said it has to be her or it has to be Sean or Nastia. And Mm. we had bitterness from a competition that we didn't know how to separate from friendship, and we didn't know how to just be like, look, I wish I would have won, you know? It doesn't feel great to get silver all the time, but congratulations, and she, you know, it was just that. And we did it eight years later, and we're like, I'm sorry. Eight years. I love you. Yeah. Dang.
1: All right, transitioning subjects. Last question I'm yes. curious about. Jana, you're in yes. the music business, you're in the acting business. It is called drama. I think theater is drama. I think they're parallel. <laughs> Do you feel like that carries over into your personal life at all?
2: So I don't think so, but Mike does. So, like, <laughs> <when we>
3: have... <laughs> I promise I didn't point this question very
2: interesting. When we have an argument and I'm crying, he'll no joke say, Jana. You're not acting right now. This isn't in a movie. Okay, stop. And wow. I'm like, these are my real feelings and I get like that really hurts me. So I'm like, this is actually my real feeling. And this is I am a crier and this is me expressing it and to him I'm I'm, you know, I'm acting out in a next lifetime movie. Like that's and so
1: but no, no but I the, don't the the what the the capability of being able to tap into your emotions in a deeper way than like I could or Mike could, I think is, just it was something I was thinking about.
2: Yeah, I mean it is something where, you know, look, I use our stuff more in my acting, but I haven't used You're
0: it. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I really needed it. When I needed <laughs> to in <cry laughs> that movie, when, <laughs> when Jana wins an
3: Oscar, you know what? My name better be on that thing.
0: Thank you, so. husband.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I mean it is, but not I don't think in in our personal arguments because i you know i don't i don't michael's the one who puts the the teardrops
0: in his eyes when
1: he's no, like pretending to cry no, no. i made
3: a joke about that <laughs> one time <in> <laughs> being
0: serious. Uh, and you'll never live it down uh,
3: never yeah. okay never
0: live it down. you guys are awesome i you're obviously our friends so we could talk forever and ever and i forget that you guys have a press day um three questions rapid fire yes who wants who wants to go first Jamie. um me, I already have him okay. behind my back. <laughs> so now you'll go, um, you'll go back and forth. Biggest That's pet okay. peeve with Mike.
2: Oh, with Mike. Oh, I was. Yeah. Gonna, I thought I was gonna be like, when someone doesn't say thank you when you let them in when you're driving. Um, <laughs> big, <laughs> biggest pet peeve. With, <laughs> biggest pet peeve with Mike is his three-hour lunches.
1: Wow, Whoa. I freaking love that.
3: You guys, gotta eat, man.
0: For Those are long. For
2: three hours.
3: <laughs> Easy. An
1: hour.
0: um, I need two, a good. Usually, two. Three minutes. No. Okay. Mike, biggest pet peeve with Jana.
3: When Jana goes to check her phone and be like, hey, what time is it? Or what do we have today? She'll pick up her phone. And even though she's <laughs> going to go to her calendar, she goes to email first.
2: Then
3: she has some DMs on it. <laughs> then, she, then she has to text someone. She has a couple texts she has to send real quick. I'm like, I just want to know what the weather is outside. I need two seconds of your time. Just tell me that. Then you can check all the other notifications you are from. Uh, it drives me insane. That's hilarious.
0: Jana, what do you love the most about Mike?
2: Um, how amazing he is as a father. He's so great with the kids.
3: Wow.
0: And Mike, it's what do you fun. love the most about Jana?
3: Um, this may sound cliche, but I really do um, believe that I'm the best version of myself because of her, um, because of her ambition and what she instills in me. It just really motivates me to be better dad, better husband, better person. So I love her ability to influence in that way.
0: Aww. and then for both of you, what is the best piece of advice you have ever gotten or would give to anybody out there about a relationship?
2: Mine, I got from my mom, and I haven't listened to it at times, but um don't ever let anyone take your life.
3: Mine is something I heard in a, in a meeting one time. This guy shared. He said, "Was oh, the shit one?" If,
2: Sorry. Oh, did I just like it? <laughs> see? I did I, I another. I spoil another surprise.
3: <laughs> if you have one foot, if you. Uh, if you have one foot in tomorrow and one foot in yesterday, you're in perfect position to shit on today.
0: <laughs> wow. I like that a lot too.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah. So be in the present.
0: Stay present. Aww.
3: Wait, Janet, yours
1: was don't let anyone take your life or lie. Light. Light, gotcha.
2: gotcha
1: light, gotcha, 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 gotcha. yeah. Uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, that makes don't sense. Good <laughs> <advice. kill> <laughs> no. oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's guys. the best advice I've ever had. No,
2: don't ever let anyone take uh, your light because your light it. is what attracts you to people and your energy and your guys. I've been trying I'm to not figure gonna
0: lie. I heard life too, and I was like, hmm, that's very no, deep but and dark yeah. But I get <laughs> it, I like it. <laughs> no, light, light. Light is crazy. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out if you've been sipping
1: on a Corona or a Topo oh, no, Chico this no, no. no.
2: Time. Guys, 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 guys. I made I mean, the just OG. Have a- it's a Topo Chico, but I made the OG because they don't have How? it at anymore. So you no. take a Topo Chico, you take a lemon honey ginger shot from Whole Foods, you pour it in there, and then you squeeze a half a lime. It's almost wow. exactly the same. Wow.
0: Okay, we're doing that. You've been
1: holding that on us. This is the repercussions of us being Okay, in a frame guys, fight.
0: you are amazing. Congratulations on the launch of your book, The Good Fight. You guys can find the link in the description.
1: Yes. Also, uh, they are having an event on October 5th, the Unwind virtual event celebrating the book release. So uh, definitely check this book out. It is worth a read. Um, and we'll know you love it. We'll know you love Jen and Mike. Jen and Mike, we love you. Thanks for giving us the time. We'll see you later.
2: Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No.